We are now. This is episode uh, eight. Technically, I call it nil nil football podcast, but um, nil nil podcast, whatever, doesn't matter as long as you can find us. So this is nil nil podcast episode eight, uh, where we preview the upcoming weekend, uh, it, which starts on March twelfth, right? March twelfth. Yeah, yes, Saturday. Yes, Saturday, March twelfth. Okay. All right, man. I really need to get an intro song. These things just start off out of the blue. <laughs> well, you don't really need one. Yeah, I know, I know, but uh, I'll get to it eventually. For now, just enjoy the sound of our voices. Yep. Okay. So we're gonna give some uh, some predictions. Uh, all right, Danny. List me off your uh, your three key matches for this weekend. Oh, well, let me look at the list of what's available. Obviously, L.A. is just a given for us. Mm -hmm. Uh, Let's see. Key matches, key matches. Uh, One of the key matches I think is going to be interesting is going to be Portland-Austin. Portland-Austin. Oh, I didn't think you were going to pick that one. That was one of mine. Portland Austin just because of the good start that Austin's taken and we know how difficult of a of a team Portland can be um and it'll finally be a good test to gauge where Austin is. Yeah, yeah I agree. Are, so are they a 5-0 5-1 team or has that just been easy peasy because of the teams that they've had? Yes. Did the did the league give them a gift by assigning those two matches as they start a season as they started the season, or are they still the same Austin from last year? Yeah. So I, it's I know it's probably actually I wouldn't even say it's unfair to say that this is going to show us Austin's true value. Yeah, uh, this is their. This is uh, pretty much their first real test of the season, considering that um, Miami and Cincinnati aren't in the best form, nor do, have they ever had any good form, for that matter. But uh, Austin looks like they're flying. It looks like the players keep going. Um, Portland, like LAFC experienced last week, is really good at shutting down high attacking offenses by uh, stepping back. Um. Uh. Pretty, pretty much just holding back and waiting for a counterattack. So, um, I think that's something that I might look out for. Austin. They didn't really get tested much by Miami, but Miami was still able to score a goal. So, uh, in terms of that, if Portland, I'm pretty sure if Portland does the same plan that they did against LAFC against Austin, it'll probably be more effective. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> And we've seen what Portland's been able to do with just 10 players. So they're going to be back to a full 11 on this one. Uh, so, oh, man, um, we don't know how they're going to finish. <laughs> well, we don't know how they're going to finish. But, I mean, we know how good they are with just 10 men on the field. Mm-hmm. So being back to full strength, probably not with everybody. Because, obviously, they ha- they're going to be missing the player who got a red. But it's going to be a very, very touch, tough match for Austin. Um, 
Austin can come out on top and prove everybody to everybody that they are the team that they started off being. But my gut, I'm going to go with Portland on this one. I agree. I think I'm going to go with Portland uh, two to one on this one. I believe Austin, with the chemistry that they got, especially in the first two games, they got so many goals in all their front, uh, basically their attacking four that they had um, pretty much got going. So I think they're going to continue the chemistry through and able to, you know, they're going to be able to um, do some damage to Portland. But I think Portland is still way too consistent. Uh, especially in terms of comparing them to Miami or Cincinnati. I think Austin's going to struggle with this real first test. If they end up winning this game, uh, I think I'm full on board the Austin hype train at this moment. Yeah, Portland's on the opposite spectrum of where in uh, Miami and Cincinnati are. Mm -hmm. And I'm not going to give Austin that one. I'm going to go 3-0 on this. Oh, okay. That's what I'm saying, like... From what I saw, they know how to score goals at this point. Defending, we've never really seen that. So that's why I gave the the 2-1. They know how to score goals, but against teams whose defenses are lacking so much, Mm -hmm. Portland are so difficult to score on. Yep. So that's why I just think it's going to be a 3-0 for Portland. All right. I think we pretty much hit all the points on that one. Uh, I think I'm going to go next and pick the next um, next key game. Did I say three key games? But I think there's five in this one. Um, If you can't can't think of them, I'll I'll let you know which ones. But uh, there's some pretty big games just from looking at the schedule. So one of the big ones is going to be played on uh, Sunday, March 13th, in my opinion. And that's Atlanta United versus Charlotte. Now... For a lot of people, I don't think this is one that's really going to pop out on the page for them. But considering how Charlotte uh, had their home opener last week and considering that Atlanta United just got destroyed by Colorado last week as well, I think right. it's interesting It's interesting to see who's going to get the upper hand uh, in this game. Uh, they're going to be playing at Atlanta United's home, so I would assume that Atlanta United would have the leg up on this. Charlotte still hasn't got it clicking for me. Uh, so I wonder if this might be the game where they can put it together. I hope it's not another Cincinnati situation, but especially with this expansion teams, there's no way of knowing. Um, what were you going to say? Yeah. I mean, I think I'm like most people where it doesn't pop out as a huge game just because of Charlotte being so new, not getting positive results in the last two games and yeah Atlanta kind of self-destructed last game but they do have more experience in the league and the players already have more time playing with each other and the chemistry's there unlike Charlotte so I don't think this is gonna be a, a win for Charlotte if anything, we would have to wait until Charlotte maybe faces one of the worst teams. Yeah, I was just saying it pops out uh, just because Atlanta United supposed to be a good team. They're not doing so great. And Charlotte is just uh, I just want to see if their form ever picks up. But also, um, it's also they're both teams from the south. So we got like a pretty right. much like a little southern derby going on here. 
Uh, if anything, I would call it uh, the attendance record derby because they both have the highest attendance records. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> no, but it'll be good, especially, like you said, to see if the first two games for Charlotte were just, oh, it's two tough opponents that they just couldn't do anything against. Um, and Atlanta, if they can pick up their pace again and mm-hmm. start performing how everybody expects them to. Yeah, and for Justin Martinez to give me my points, <laughs> my fantasy points. Okay, yeah. <laughs> um, so that was my second one. I know it probably didn't pop out for you, but I think I still think there's a couple other ones. So which one, which other one do you think is a key game for this weekend? I think another one that, as I'm staring at the page, the other one that just keeps lingering. Every time I look over it is the LA Galaxy and Seattle Sounders. Uh, Carson. Carson <laughs> Galaxy and Seattle Sounders game. Yeah, that was the, uh, that was the most obvious one to me. Just Okay, we're not going to talk about Inter Miami LAFC cuz we already know that's our key game. We're always going to pay attention to it, but uh yeah. aside from that, that one popped out on the page for me just because uh given Seattle's form and um me wanting LA Galaxy or Carson Galaxy to lose. <laughs> apart from that, we have Seattle coming off of a mid-week uh, game where they won. Yeah, they finally got their first win of the season. Yeah, so maybe that'll push them into the weekend, flying off of that, and maybe put up a good fight against the Galaxy. Um, maybe coming out with a win there too. Maybe. Uh, I mean, the Galaxy is in good form right now, though. They got two wins at the top of the table as opposed to the Sounders who are at the bottom of the table. But as I'm sure as if you've been watching MLS for a while, you know that Seattle Sounders starts slow and LA Galaxy does the opposite and they start fast and they get worse as the season gets longer. Uh, Seattle Sanders always picks up their form toward the middle of the season when it's most important and they always end up at the top of the table regardless of how they did at the beginning of the year so based on that you would think that la galaxy would win but i mean the sounders are the sounders and they're probably going to be consistent so you're saying upset in this game technically speaking technically technically speaking just because their poor form in league compared to the galaxy's two wins you know what Nah, I'm not gonna do ups. I'm gonna do one uh, one. That's what a I'm draw. Gonna do. I think it's also gonna be a draw, but I'm. I think it's gonna be one more goal per team. It'll be two yeah. two. Two two. Yeah. I mean that that's equally possible. Yeah, because I I don't think that Seattle have yet found their exact form, even though they did get that midweek win. Uh, but also the Galaxy, even though they do have two wins, they've just been one goal wins. You, you'd expect for such a good form team to be scoring more or at least not winning by either last minute goals or wonder goals or things that could be viewed as maybe a lucky play. Yeah, you're right. Both of the last two games, they they have had they won one zero both games, and they were both lucky goals. You're right. Yeah. So to me, they still need to be tested 
to see what their form really is. And Seattle will, they're just coming off of not being so great. Um, so they're trying to find their form. The other one needs to prove that their form is actually there. And those two games weren't just lucky wins. Well, whoever comes out on top, it'll it'll probably give us some good information. So if Galaxy comes out on top, we'll know that, you know, it's not a fluke and Seattle Sounders comes out on top. We know that they're the old Seattle Sounders that we used to, right? So. Right. Yeah. Okay. I, let's go to my next game. So I think probably the the biggest one uh, besides Inter-Miami LFC for us, uh, definitely want to watch the New York Red Bulls versus Minnesota game. Yeah, that's um, going to be a good one. Just because New York Red Bulls, much like Austin, they've been on fire lately, scoring four goals against Toronto in that uh, second game last weekend. Um, in the first half alone. Yeah, yeah. And the first uh, game, I think they won 3 0, right? I think so. I could literally just scroll up. <laughs> uh, 3 1. 3 1. So, yeah, San Jose, I mean, everybody's got the potential to score three goals against mm-hmm. them. But Toronto. <laughs> Columbus did it. I'm hoping that New York Red Bulls was uh, actually good against Toronto. I mean, Lewis Morgan scoring his hat trick. But uh, against Minnesota, Minnesota's a consistent team as well. They're usually mid to high mid table finish. Mm-hmm. So that should be a good, decent test for the Red Bulls. If they really are what their form in the first two games has shown, then they'll easily beat Minnesota. But um, if this is just uh, in terms of comparison of weaker teams versus Minnesota, I guess yeah. then then we'll see them struggle a bit. So this is real, just like in Austin, this is uh, Red Bulls' first real test uh, against a decent team to see how they're mm-hmm. going to perform. Yeah, it's going to be a good test just because they're better than the other teams that they faced. San Jose was still trying to find what they were maybe going to start with. And it seems like they found out how they were going to start the second match of the of the season. Um, and Minnesota, they tied their first game against Philadelphia. And their second game, I believe they won, right? Minnesota? Yeah, no, they tied. Actually, they've drawn both of their games. They drew against Nashville and they drew against Philadelphia one to one in each of those games. Um, so those are still two top teams, Philadelphia are, and Nashville. Yeah, so those are two top teams. Um, I think that attacking wise, though, New York Red Bulls poses a greater threat than the other two teams. So. It's going to be a good test for Minnesota to see if they have what it takes to push further than a 1-1 draw or a 2-2 draw, depending on how many goals they score. Uh, For the Red Bulls, I think that they have found their form. I think that they know what they're doing and they'll continue on the same pace. I don't think that they'll be slowing down, if anything, just because this this is going to be a little tougher opponent. It's probably going to be more of a 2-1 rather than a 3-1. But how Lewis Morgan is just on fire right now, I think it could easily be like a 3-1 game again. Um, You know what? So I'm going to go with Lewis Morgan on this one. I'm going to go 3-1. Yeah, I was going to say, I'd be 
very interested to see if Lewis Morgan scores. Um, if he does, I'll probably for the next week and after that, I'll probably put him on my fantasy team. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be a good idea. Yeah. Um, I think that pretty much covers all the points we need to say about that. Um, the last uh, key match, which one do you think it is? In in my opinion. In your opinion, um, let's see. It's probably Columbus Toronto. Oh, nailed it. <laughs> yeah. It's just because we're keeping an eye on how Bob's going to be doing with Toronto. Yeah. We still have a soft spot in our heart based on, I mean, all the joy that he gave us at LAFC. So I like to keep track of how Toronto's doing. But uh, Columbus, we talked about it in our last podcast. Columbus uh, left the last game feeling like they lost because they are 3-1 mm-hmm. up and then let the lead slip. Toronto equally came off of another embarrassing loss being 4-1 down only in the first half alone. Uh, the only yeah. reason it wasn't more was pretty much because Red Bulls, they just got comfortable in the second half and they didn't feel like scoring again. No, but, the reason that there wasn't more was because Bono was actually making stops. Yeah, that too. But, so, uh, both these teams are coming in uh, with a feeling of defeat. I would argue that probably Columbus, I mean, has more potential from these two, given that they've scored seven goals in two games, something like that. Yeah, I think that they between the two of them, Columbus are more well put together than Toronto. what Toronto seem to be right now. Toronto looks like Bob is just throwing things into a blender and just trying to see what is going to be good. Uh, but Columbus, I think that it was more of getting overconfident. Oh, we're up one man. And we're up 3-1. There's no way that they're going to catch up to us. And I think that their players just fell asleep. and They got complacent. (laughs) Exactly. And they're just going to probably have that frustration coming into this game and wanting to prove like, no, we can actually win a game. It was just us not paying attention to what we were doing that day, getting overconfident. Mm. So I think Columbus is going to win this one. Toronto still has a lot to be figured out about, Uh, especially from what I saw in their defense. I don't think that they're going to be stopping too much if Columbus can find a rhythm early in the game. You don't Uh, think, you don't think Salcedo can stop Salada young? (laughs) (laughs) He's got Definitely the, he's got the, he's got the insider secrets. They did play together forever for like three years. Yeah, no, I do not think that he's going to be able to stop him. If anything, he'll probably leave the game with a yellow on on the books. No, probably red. <laughs> Maybe a red. Considering yeah. what happened last week, he got lucky. Um, what yeah. I want to say is that if Toronto doesn't learn to defend, like they've mm-hmm. been showing the last couple of games, um, this might look. I mean, this might turn out bad for them, considering that, like you said, Columbus probably wants to prove that, like, hey, we're not going to let games slip as easily as we did in the last one. We want to bounce back, and maybe they might bounce back real aggressively. So this yeah. could be really bad for Toronto. Who knows? I hope that they finally get their team together. <laughs> I think it'll be another 4-1. You think so? Yeah. Uh, I'll probably go for... I'll go 3-1. But, I mean, considering the scores, let's just... That was our key match of the season. Uh, we're going to break down Inter-Miami versus LAFC in a bit. 
Uh, let's just do a quick fire of all the predictions that we have for all the matches, pretty much. Um, like I said, we're going to talk about Inter-Miami LAFC at the end, so we don't need to predict that for now. Okay, so New York City, Montreal. So who's winning? Um, New York City still has not won a single game. Montreal have also not won, I think, right? They lost against Philadelphia, and they lost against Orlando. Um, if anything, I think New York has it yeah. to win on this one. If probably won't be that high scoring, maybe a one zero. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is a pretty. This is another pretty early game. Starts at ten a.m. Yeah, this is probably the earliest game of the weekend. Oh, well, ten a.m. Pacific time. If you're from the West Coast like us, um, yeah, I agree. I think New York City's. I mean, they got it clicking over. Uh, in the Coca Champions matches, especially against, they're the ones that played against Comunicaciones, right? Uh, so. so yeah, they did get scored on. I think it was three to one, but I think they finally got their forward line clicking again. So mm-hmm. uh, they should probably be able to dispatch Montreal pretty quick. So I'm gonna go with a a simple two nil win. Um, let me see. I want to see where they're streaming this game. <laughs> uh. wrong button okay so new york city for montreal that's going to be live on espn plus at 10 a.m all right next match we already talked about columbus toronto you think columbus is going to win what'd you say another 4-1 uh 4-1 yeah Um, i'll go i go with 3-1 you know because i'm not i'm not gonna you know bet on teams scoring four goals every weekend (laughs) <laughs> unless austin does it again then i'm just gonna change my tactics entirely <laughs> we'll see I, I i have a feeling it'll be 4-1 all right so it's gonna be live on espn plus as well uh seattle versus la galaxy you said seattle was gonna win i did i said uh, seattle was gonna win did i say 2-1 or 1-0 no, no, you know what? No, no. We we both decided that they were going to draw. So I said Seattle LA 1-1 oh, yeah, and yeah, he yeah. said no, uh, Seattle LA 2-2. Yeah, Seattle 2-2. Okay, okay that's going to be on Fox. Oh, a national TV game. So you can watch that on Fox or Fox Deportes in Spanish if you want to see it with more flavor. <laughs> uh, Houston versus Vancouver. I mean, Let's be honest, this sounds like a pretty boring game to watch. <laughs> yeah, but I'm going to give the win to Houston. Me too. I think I'll just give them probably a 1-0 win. Yeah, it'll be a 1-0. I don't think it's going to be anything too high. Again, they have not won a game. They drew the first one and lost their second one against Sporting. Um, so I think, if anything, it'll be 1-0. All right. So that one's going to be live on ESPN+. Plus. Uh, DC United versus Chicago Fire. Can Shakiri finally get Chicago Fire going? <laughs> um, this this one, I think DC United has been in good form, so I'm gonna give them a two one win. I'll say Chicago finally gets their first goal, but uh, yeah, two one win. I'm gonna say two zero on this one. I still don't think that Chicago is gonna be able to score anything. They have. <clears throat> sorry they haven't scored in either of their last two games uh so i don't think they'll be finding another goal or a goal in the third game yet 
All right. Moving on, we're going to New England versus Rouse Salt Lake. Remember, Rouse Salt Lake beat Seattle Sounders last week with a Bobby Wood goal. And um, New England ended up... Uh, who did New England play against last weekend? New England played... Uh, FC Dallas. FC Dallas. And they won, right? And they won 1-0. 1-0. Considering that they won 3-0 against Pumas, I'm going to give this to New England to win. I'll do the same score, 3 0. Mm, against Salt Lake. Well, I would normally say it's going to be an easy game, but Real Salt Lake ended up winning their last match, 1 uh, 0, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, who did they play? Uh, Seattle. Okay. So they played Seattle, 1 0. Uh, I think that it's still going to be a win for New England, but it'll be 2-1. Okay. That's going to be live on ESPN+. Plus. Uh, Orlando versus Cincinnati. Cincinnati, who ended up losing versus a team with 10 men at the final minute of the game. Uh, Orlando, who ended up... Uh, I believe they ended up winning 2-0 against Montreal. Yep. Last weekend. No, wait, wait. That wasn't No, it. they tied against Chicago. Tight against Chicago. Sorry, I was looking at the first weekend. Yeah, I believe they right. won their first game to right. Um, I'm going to get super specific with this one. So I'm going to go that uh, Orlando wins 4-0 with a Pato hat trick. And they're also going to have a player sent off. <laughs> <laughs> if that all happens, I'm going to go buy a lottery ticket. <laughs> <laughs> I think that Orlando's going to win. Uh, I'm going to say 3-0 on this one. 3-0. You think Cincinnati yeah. gets a little bit better defensively? <laughs> no, I just don't think that Orlando will score every shot that they make. Yeah, probably not. All right, that's going to be live on ESPN+. Plus. Uh, Philadelphia Union versus San Jose. So I'll let you predict this one first because I'm still trying to figure out yeah, this is a tough one, especially from what we saw San Jose do last weekend. Um, if they can do that with 10 men and keep fighting until the end to get a 3-3 draw and coming back from being down two goals, uh, I think that they have the potential of winning this one. Because Andre Blake is a goal, I'm going to say it's probably going to be 2-1 San Jose. Oh, really? Yeah. Going for the upset on this one. I am. Even though I put them being my dead last team. Hmm. San Jose. Hmm. I think I'm going to go with a boring 2-2 draw on this one. I don't really have any reason behind it besides think- that San Jose is coming off of feeling like they won something. Maybe they'll fight a little bit harder to get that you know, 2-2 versus yeah. Philadelphia Union. All right, that one's going to be live on ESPN+. Plus. Uh, Dallas, FC Dallas versus Nashville. It's going to be live on ESPN Plus as well. Uh, I oh. mean, Nashville, they're, we've seen that they're going to be a top team, especially in the Western Conference. So I'm pretty sure Nashville is going to win this one. Um, I'm going with 2-1. I think that it'll end in a draw at 1-1. 
Um, Nashville tied last weekend, and they won the first game of the season. And even though that Dallas have not won a game, they drew their first game against Toronto, and I believe they lost last weekend. Um, yeah, they lost against New England. I think that they have just gotten a gun unlucky when it's come to these games. Uh, I don't think that they're going to get too lucky with knowing how difficult it is to score on Nashville, but Nashville has also been pretty good at scoring back. So uh, for me, it'll be one, one and Dallas will have to wait until the following weekend to find a win. All right. Uh, we're moving on to Colorado versus Kansas City. This is going to be live on ESPN Plus as well. I'm going to say that uh, this is going to be one of the most boring matches on the weekend. Uh, and it's going to be a zero, uh, nil-nil. <laughs> I was really about to say zero-zero. It's going to be a nil-nil. Um, mostly because Kansas City only won one-nil on the weekend. And Colorado finally picked up their form with a three-nil win against Atlanta United. So I think they're just going to cancel each other out by being equally as good. So zero-zero for me. Yeah. I think that's definitely a high chance of that happening. I'm just going to go for one of them winning, and I'll say it's probably going to be Colorado who wins. Um, if they're able to put a good performance again, it'll probably be a 1-0 win. Okay. For Colorado? Yeah, Colorado. Okay. They are going to be playing at Colorado Stadium, so I think that might give them a little extra boost. Home game advantage. Yeah. Okay, uh, Portland versus Austin. This is going to be live on ESPN+. Plus. Uh, I think we already discussed this, that we think Portland is going to win against Austin. Uh, what did yeah. you say? I think you said two. I said two to one. And you said three zero. I think I said zero. three zero. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Atlanta versus Charlotte. I don't think I actually ever gave a prediction. I think I just talked about the match. Uh, yeah. I'm going to go Atlanta. Let's make this a banger. Three to two. I think I said 2-1 if I mentioned yeah, yeah, the score yeah. at all. You said Atlanta was going to win. Yeah, Atlanta winning for me. New York versus Minnesota. Uh, I don't think I gave a prediction for that one either. Man, I'm bad at this. Oh, I forgot to say, Atlanta Charlotte is going to be on Fox Sports. Um, playing at Atlanta's, uh, Atlanta Stadium, Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Uh, okay, New York versus Minnesota. That's going to be on ESPN+. Plus. Playing in New York's home. I'm going to go with... Another banger, three to three. <laughs> I think that I said that they were going to continue their form, and I think I said three one. We'll, we'll see. I'm just trying to see a bunch of goals, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I want to see goals too. That's yeah. I'm always right. going with the high scores. All right, yeah. So that was our predictions. I think we're going to try to now just ignore all the predictions we just said because uh, I'm going to go over what I did for. The MLS predict six. Um, okay. So uh, for Inter Miami and LAFC, I said LAFC was going to win, obviously, and I said the first club to score is going to be LAFC. Um, for the next match, I got uh, Seattle against LA Galaxy. I put that they're going to draw one to one. So I, hey, not bad. <laughs> um, <laughs> 
Yeah, okay. Um, the next match I got was FC Dallas versus Nashville. I put that Nashville was going to win 0-1. to one. Um, Portland versus Austin. I said that Portland was going to win and that the f- time of the first goal was going to be uh, around from the 56th to the 65th minute. And then uh, my next match was Atlanta United versus Charlotte. I put that Atlanta was going to win and the full-time score was going to be 2-1. to one. Okay. Uh, my last match, which is Red Bull New York versus Minnesota United, and I said that Red Bull was going to win and that Lewis Morgan was going to score first. I think that's pretty obvious why I said that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I had just, I think, gone through mine randomly, just picking whatever. Yeah. Uh, so this might be very contradictory to what I said. But some of it seems a little bit. We don't think point. too much about the predict six. <laughs> no, it's more of a see what, what combination <laughs> is probably going to be yeah. correct. Uh, for LA, obviously, I chose LA to win um, and also to be the first club to score. In the Galaxy Seattle game, I chose a draw, but the score changed, uh, at least the halftime score. Um, I have that being zero zero, so it mm. could be that at the time I chose this, I thought they were just going to be zero zero or nil nil. Um, and the next one is Dallas and Nashville. I chose Nashville winning on this one, and the halftime score being one nil. Um, Portland Austin, I chose Portland winning, and the first goal was going to be scored within the first ten minutes. Okay. Atlanta, Charlotte, Atlanta winning, and the full time score being two nil. And mm. the final game is uh, Red Bull versus Minnesota, and I chose Red Bull winning. And I don't know why I chose uh, Klamala as being the first to score. You clearly didn't watch the highlights before you picked those. <laughs> no, I did not. <laughs> Which now I kind of wish I could go back and change it to Lewis. But if I'm lucky, it could be Klamala who scores first. Yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe uh, Lewis Morgan provides an assist or something. Exactly. Okay, so I'm moving on from that. Let's do uh, right Inter Miami LAFC. So yeah, uh, I don't think there's too much to go over. I mean, there's a small chance we're going to be playing in. Uh, we're going to be playing in Miami Stadium uh, from in Fort Lauderdale. So <laughs> we got another Carson situation over here. <laughs> um, but yeah, Miami LAFC. Uh, Miami's coming off of a five-one loss, and apparently, it's like uh, LAFC put up a picture on Instagram today. Mm-hmm. I think that summed up their form pretty nicely over the last couple seasons. So uh, they put it uh, okay. So. Miami's 5-1 defeat to Austin FC was the fifth time they lost a match by at least four goals. Really? They've only been in the league like three years. <laughs> oh uh, and their first goal of the season comes off of uh, an Iguain assist, and apparently uh, he's created the most chances out of anybody in the first two games. Makes sense. Yeah, but I mean, he creates the chances. I don't think they finished them, so... Yeah, they do end up with like a couple of shots that never get converted. Yep. 
Um, in the first match between these two teams, LAFC won one nil, and that was due to a straight banger from Carlos Vela. If you haven't seen that goal, you should probably Google it because it's pretty dope. Um, and uh, LAFC, since LAFC joined the league, they've had uh, twenty five or more shots in a match for the eleventh time, and that's more than anybody else. That's good. I hope that form continues but hope that those chances and shots get converted into goals yeah so considering uh considering all that um and how miami plays that they're not really that dangerous unless your defense isn't really well organized but given we got Cripo at the back organizing the defense and mm. especially with all the new additions that we have uh, i'm pretty sure lafc is going to win this one i'm going to go I'm going to go with the 3-0. I don't think we're going to blow them out like Austin did. There's a high chance of that considering how we play, but uh, I don't think we're good enough at finishing off chances yet. So I'm going to go with a 3-0. Oh, and uh, to help you make your decision, Danny, so uh-huh. uh, Vela is traveling with the team, so uh, he's probably going to play. I was just about to ask you that um, after everything you said, I was going to ask you, will Vela be playing? Now, since he is traveling with the team, most likely means he will play. Yeah. But do we expect him to start the game? Do we expect him to start off on the bench to so, be subbed in halfway through? Uh, there's no way of knowing. But, um, I mean, that's up to Chirindolo and see what he says. But um, I can give you some insights on the injury injury report so far. So Chiki, Chiki Palacios is listed as questionable. Franco Escobar, who came off in the 12th minute in the last game, he's also questionable. Uh, okay. Carlos Vela is not on the injury list at all. So they're treating him like he's a normal player, no no injuries or anything like that. We'll, right. I mean, so it, it's hard to tell if he's going to be benched, but I think it's more than likely to have Carlos Vela on for the first half and then take him off at halftime like he did in the last game instead of doing the opposite. Right. So, you know, do with that information what you will. What's your prediction? Well, obviously, I think LA is going to win. I don't think Miami have any footing to stand on when it comes to facing teams right now, unless it's Cincinnati. Um, so I think, you know what? I also don't think it's going to be a blowout for LA. I'm hoping it is. You know, I'd love to see a four or five Cele- goal. Celebrate every five minutes or something. <laughs> yeah, but I feel like it's going to be a little bit more modest. It's probably going to be like a 2 nil win against Miami. I mean, I'd take that um, in. I'd take a 1-0 win as long as we win. I don't care. Yeah. Uh, but I think it'll be 2. If anything, I think the most likely would be what you're saying, a 3-0 win. Um, but obviously, I'd love more. But I'm going to stick with 2-0 on mm-hmm. this one. And saying that Escobar is questionable, I would really love for Kim Juan to be starting. Yeah, I heard a rumor that he picked up a little knock, and that's probably why he hasn't been that uh, involved in the games. But, I mean, if he's not on the injury list, you know, put him on the field. Let's see what he's got. Yeah, exactly. All right, so that's going to be on Univision if you want to watch it in Spanish, or then if you got cable, or if you want to watch the game for free, you can see it on Twitter. It's uh, in English. So awesome. pretty much anybody should be able to watch this game. It, it is an early game, though, 10.30 a.m., so if you guys wake up at noon, you're not going to watch this game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, unless you are on the East Coast, then or you record it. <laughs> yeah. 
All right. So that pretty much covers MLS. I was thinking we should probably do a little bit of a Liga MX one if there's uh it's a Clásico Nacional this weekend. Oh, so they did decide to resume. They did. A, the they decided to resume. Um, let me see. They they put a whole bunch of sanctions on Querétaro. Like, why do you exist? Why do you do this to us? Querétaro will be fined one point five million pesos, so which is about seventy thousand dollars. Damn, that went down real quick. Uh, Wasn't there once there, kind of a, a thing that happened where? Um, I and forgive me for being so generic on this, but uh, I know I, I kind of remember there was a team or a group of teams that they had fans who had the same situation where there was a lot of fighting, and they weren't allowed to have any any audience when it came yeah. to their games. Yeah, so right? it's, it's it's similar to that. So automatically, Querétaro ends up losing that match that was postponed because the fans stormed the field. So Atlas ended up winning that three nil. Uh, Querétaro will play all games behind closed doors until next year. So for one year, there's going to be no fans allowed. Uh, Matches can be played at their home stadium or at another venue. Not like it matters because there's not going to be any fans. So uh, even the women's teams and the youth academies have to play behind closed doors. So no fans are allowed there either. Uh, So like I said before, Querétaro is going to be fined $70,000. Uh, Queretaro's uh, main supporter group is banned from attending games for three years. Wow. Uh, all supporter groups are prohibited from away games until further notice. So that means like a Chivas supporter group can't go to the Azteca to support Chivas if they play there. Things like that. Oh, really? Yeah. So, That's interesting. So that way, I think they're just trying to avoid fans clashing whatsoever. So are most games going to be just home team fans in the stands? Yeah, pretty much. So there's only going to be home fans in each in each game. I guess that's a really simple way to try and prevent. Yeah. But how are you going to know who's a home fan and who's we'll, a... We'll, we'll tell you right now. Uh, I mean, I'll tell you right now. So next also, Querétaro needs to be sold 100%. Like They have to be sold by the end of the year. They have, how, what is that going to fix? Uh, I think it's just because the ownership failed in preventing this tragedy from happening. Okay. I think that's mainly the only thing. I don't know because, you know, I don't know why exactly they made that decision, but that's one of the rules that Querétaro has to be sold. I mean, it's it's an interesting rule, but I don't see how that directly... uh, It could happen to the next owner. Yeah, it's not like he caused them to fight each other, but... Exactly. I mean, it is what it is. A lot of people are criticizing a lot of the... A lot of the sanctions. Um, next up, uh, people found guilty of taking part in the riot will be banned permanently from any soccer stadium, which I think that's fair. Especially they got a lot of footage. I'm sure they can probably track down some of the people in there. Well, apart from being banned, they, they should, should be also taken be a, charged. Yeah, yeah and I know that. Maybe serve some time for what they did, especially the ones mm-hmm. who were doing the very terrible things. What was it? taking people's clothes and obviously the loss of life mm-hmm. okay so all right next up i mean i agree with what you said but i'm, I'm just <laughs> reading on to the next one so like you said you're like how are they gonna know who goes in or who goes out like what what fans they are right, right. so starting now all clubs have to have 
uh, credentials for every single member of a supporter group to enter the designated area in the stadium. So, what so does that even mean? All the all the fans that are part of the supporter group. So, like you know how the thirty two fifty two has its own section. They right. all need their own IDs. In terms okay. of the, like every seat in that area has to have a name attached to it, so that they know exactly who's part of which or. Mm-hmm who's in that group and how many people are in that group so that right. in case this happens again they can easily call out who attacked who and they have their identification but what's stopping someone from just buying a regular audience ticket nothing but true fans like being in the supporter section yeah and the uh, main the main this was caused by Querétaro supporter section that left their area to go attack Atlas fans Right, right, yeah. So I, mean, yeah, that makes I think it could, it could do some damage, but I don't think there's a way to 100% prevent this from happening. Yeah, but if anything, it seems more of uh, trying to improve the accountability factor. Yeah. Uh, because if you have a name attached to every seat, and let's say the same thing happens again, where the supporter group goes over to attack, then you can just charge everybody who was part of the supporter group. Mm-hmm. Because they're going to be well known. Okay, so there's a, there's a, there's more to add on to that. That's not just that statement, but there's probably there's a little bit more in terms of accountability. Mm-hmm. So in terms of supported groups, uh, there are no clubs are no longer allowed to give direct support to them. So sometimes the clubs pay for supported groups, like certain things. Um, so now the supported, yeah, now the supported groups have to be self-funded. Like the clubs should not have any involvement in, in what they do. And none of the club's money should be going to the supported group. I understand why the club would do that, but it also makes sense that the supporters would have to fund themselves. Yeah. So any club that violates that will play closed door games and suffer a fine. Um, the management so in terms of you know how there's private security managing the the situation inside of the game right so uh private security firms are not forbidden from handling supporter groups and they will be left to state municipal or public authorities so cops pretty much right i think that's a good move given how yeah. the private security at uh get at little game pretty much uh they, they couldn't really handle it. Yeah. No, it, it makes sense. You need someone or some people who are a bit more qualified to deal with those kinds of events. Mm-hmm. Okay, so next up, uh, the league will implement a fan ID system in 2023 for pretty much next season. Um, so for all fans who enter... Uh, the supporter group section including IDs and facial recognition systems not only that but there will be facial recognition systems for all fans inside of the stadium as well oh wow that's <laughs> that's getting very serious I know and the supporter section can only take in fans that have an ID minors are not allowed in the area uh, and the number of people in this area must be limited to fit um uh basically the standard 
amount set by Liga Megis. Mm-hmm. Which they, I think they're really cracking down hard. And a lot of, yeah. from what I've seen, a lot of Mexicans are complaining that they're just taking all the fun away at this point. But I mean, what do you expect when so much damage think, happens? I don't think you can complain about the sanctions and the regulation that's being implemented based on what happened. Uh, if anything, it's better for the hammer to come down strong than too light and maybe still give way for something like that to happen again. Yeah, and for the final two, so they're going to have a director of security for Liga Mekis, and they will supervise security plans for all the teams, ensure that all the teams have a head of security, Um, and they're going to ban flags and pyrotechnics at all the games. Yeah, I think I it, think the flags is gonna. I think it's because they're using the flags to beat people. I want to say that's what. I was gonna say they they can be weapon yeah, weaponized. Yeah, it's just a shame time. though, because like flags are such a big part of the game of the games. Yeah, yeah. and the pyrotechnics makes, that makes sense too. All right, so that's pretty much it. But kind of interesting. Kind of got distracted there, but. I kind of like most of this. I'm not going to lie. I like most of the decisions. Uh, it looks like they're going to try to hold people accountable and they're trying to pretty pretty much limit the possibility of this ever happening again. Now, as long as everybody follows the rules and nobody bends the rules for certain people, then, then mm-hmm. it'll be avoided. But, uh, I mean, we'll see. <laughs> yeah, it's really interesting, all the regulations that they decided to implement. Uh, if anything, there's the only one that... I'm still questioning and wondering why is the white immediately selling the team? Why does that specific owner need to give it up to? Uh, because I'm not that aware of what their previous business has been or what their previous handling of any possible situations that have been violent have been. I don't know mm. if it's, because they're just bad owners or or what uh, it's just confusing to me why that is one of the things that's on the list i don't know uh, let's do some quick uh previews of the league mx so um i think we only got two big games that we need to worry about or not not worry but just talk about so a big one is pretty much uh, the fa derby so we got a uh, cruz azul versus pumas Okay. Uh, Azul ended up beating Montreal one nil. Uh, in terms of the standings, Azul is in sixth place, while Pumas is in eighth. Okay. Um. So yeah. So I mean, it's gonna be hard for you to to predict since you don't really watch it. I'm gonna go with. I mean, I'm gonna say that Azul is probably doing better than Pumas right now. So I'm gonna go with like a a two one win for Azul. Um, I'm going to go a 2-2 draw yeah. for both of them. Yeah, I don't yeah. think either one's going to win. I think it'll just be a draw. Yeah. Alright, so the next game, uh, Guadalajara versus America, the big one. So, yeah, like I said, you'd be surprised to know that uh, Chivas has, is tied for, well, they're basically fifth, but they've scored all right, let me let me say it this way. Three teams are tied with 17 goals scored, and the mm-hmm. second the second amount after that is 15, and Chivas falls into that category that they scored 15 goals. So they're only two off of the top in terms of the most uh, potent 
uh, offenses. Uh, in okay. terms of their form, uh, in the last five games, Chivas has won one, drawn one, and lost three. Uh, now, opposed to that, America is at the bottom of the table. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was just seeing. Yeah, so they've only had one win, three draws, and five losses. Yes, and they fired the coach. Uh, I want to say last week, Who was before the whole thing kicked off, it was Santiago Solari. You know, uh, the guy that used oh, to coach Real Madrid for like three months. Yeah, yeah, I remember him. Yeah, so he was the coach for America, and they were so in love with him uh, last season, and all of a sudden he couldn't win in nine games. I think he won <laughs> once in nine games, and you know, there he goes. So yeah. yeah, they're at the bottom of the table. Uh, so Chivas is straight smack dab in the middle in ninth. So given that, I mean, not only I mean we're Chivas fans, so I'm just gonna go a three zero to remind me of the flashback of when Guli paying up for Chivas and scored that sig sig goal. Yeah, I think I'll go three one on this one. All right, fair enough. Uh, I didn't think that was going to be that short, but I mean, there's not much to say at that point. <laughs> no, there isn't. I think it, it's hard to extend an analysis when it comes to a team being bottom of the table compared to one who's middle of the table. Yeah. But the headlines are all going to be about what happened in that game, probably. I mean, in the right. Mexican, Mexican media, at least. Yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, what, what else are we going to talk about? Is that it? Uh, did you want to talk about any of the. Champions League stuff. I mean, n nobody wants to jump on the MLS hype train, but uh, I mean, NYCFC won three to one. You got um, was it New England beating Pumas three nil? You got Seattle, Seattle. beating Leon three nil. The only one that ended up winning ended up winning was Cruz Azul. They should have scored four, but they couldn't put the ball in the back of the net. So now they have to go to Montreal. And play against Montreal one nil and uh, with a one nil advantage, I'm pretty sure. I mean, there's a there's a good chance that Montreal can turn this around. In the first half, they looked god awful, but in the second half, I mean, they finally started pulling some possession back and they actually starting to create some decent chances. So it's equally likely if Cruz Azul ends up losing, I mean, it's probably going to be an all MLS uh, tournament at that point. But nobody yeah. wants to. From all the things that I've heard, nobody wants to jump on that wagon. Yeah, they're just like, it's possible, it's possible. But look, I'll jump on the bandwagon. I'm thinking we're gonna have an MLS champion this time. Yeah, yeah. Who? Uh, what do you think is gonna be the final match then? Um, Let me see the. Let's see. So you got New York in there, right? Mm -hmm. Uh let's see. We've got New York, Montreal, Seattle, and New England. Um, I need a picture of the, I need a picture of like the bracket because uh, I I can't tell who's on what bracket. It's hard to say because would you say that out of the th the four, New York maybe has the easiest matchup? Yes, definitely they have the easiest matchup. Yeah, so they're obviously going to move on to the next round. Um, okay, so um, whoever wins between Leon and Sounders plays against New York City and Comunicaciones. Whoever wins between those two. So it's going to be Seattle versus New York. Yes, and then Pumas versus New England Revolution. 
whoever wins there plays against Cruz Azul or Montreal, whoever wins between them two. Okay, so it's a crisscross. Um, I think it might be a New York New England final. New York New England. Yeah, that's definitely possible. I think uh, that that's probably what happened. But then again, New York hasn't won in league yet. Yeah, but and, Sounders haven't either. <laughs> and Sounders haven't either, so it's so difficult to say who's uh, going to no, I'm going to go with uh, New England Sounders. That's going to be my pick. And if... Uh, I mean, if Cruz Azul wins, they have to go against New England. And that's yeah. a tough match, so I don't know if Cruz Azul is going to make it that far. But yeah. I, I think just out of the four, the most certain one to make it to the final is going to be New England. Uh Mm-hmm. Out of the other two, it's very up in the air between New York and Seattle. Yeah. All right then. So, yeah. you saying MLS team's gonna win it? Uh, oh yeah, MLS believe... is gonna win it this season. They'll probably win it next season too. I believe so too. So uh, next season, LAFC wins it, right? <laughs> yep. <laughs> All right. Uh, I think that pretty much covers everything. I mean, we could talk about PSG uh, Real Madrid, but at that point, uh, I mean, it's PSG. Y'all know why that happened. <laughs> yeah <laughs> all right i think that's where we're gonna call it okay then all right that wraps it up for this week that wraps up episode eight uh join us again next week so we can talk about uh, if anything interesting happened this weekend which more than likely probably is uh, gonna happen so uh anything you want to say uh yeah let's go refs let's go refs for who which match <laughs> <laughs> for all of them i'm pretty sure there's gonna be something controversial somewhere uh, i mean it's the mls everything's controversial <laughs> yeah some more non-red cards some more non-pens yeah. yeah let's let's give it up for that kind of weekend yeah i mean they either give too many cards or not enough there's never an in-between in mls yeah that's true <laughs> all right but then see uh you guys next time. yep see you guys in the next episode bye bye